Hello and welcome to Titanic Tottenham with your hosts James Mervyn and Daryl Wadsworth. Daryl, what can I say? Chance missed. Spursy. Um, I hate using that word, but can't can't not disagree with the word. Can't say away from it. I mean, that's a few times now. Off the top of my head, what I can think of, we've conceded very late goals against them at Anfield. The game a few seasons ago, three years ago, we drew to each. We actually conceded in the 90th minute from Salah. Mm. Um, then previous seasons we've lost 2-1 uh, I think it was the Oliver Aldon goal which was the last minute and it's happened again today the thing is just annoying me Darrell it's just every time we play Liverpool like today I didn't think we'd actually played too bad if we turned around and we won today we would have been screaming a Jose Masterclass again mm-hmm. fair enough we've played top 6 opponents in the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal and City but they're they're not that quality of Liverpool and I just feel today Liverpool, yes, they're a well-drilled team. But with the makeshift centre-back pairing that they have, I definitely feel it was a chance missed mm-hmm. with the front three that we'll have. We just had so many... <clears throat> we had such a good clear-cut chance with Stephen Bergwijn, the one that hits the post. I mean, I'm just looking at the stats here now. To be fair, they've had 17 goal attempts, 11 on target. We've had 8 to 2. And possession, 76% to 24. I mean, but... In recent games, in recent games, we haven't had the most shots. We haven't had the most possession. You know what I mean. So we know, as a Spurs fan, I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans on Twitter, uh, and rightly so. They're blessed with the football they see every week. They're saying the, f- the football Spurs are playing is a disgrace. It's negative. I mean, we're becoming accustomed to it. We're winning. We were top of the league because of it. And I just think today the game plan was working well, and we looked threatening on the break, and when we had chances. But it's just the oh. final killer the final killer goal. We just didn't have it today and Liverpool did. And it's so annoying because it's happened again. And oh, it's, I'm, I'm furious at the moment. Well, listen, Darrell, you mean, we've touched on it a few times on this podcast. The football that we're seeing under Jose Mourinho, as a Tottenham fan, we're not kind of accustomed to it. But we've said multiple times on the pod that we, want, we don't care as long as it's getting his results. Mm-hmm. I mean... And we were so close to getting a result today. Yeah, uh, 90th, I mean, minute, 90th minute... Winner for Firmino uh, denies us a point at least. So I think bad. I think the players and definitely the fans. From me and your reaction, we're sitting here raging. You see on Twitter, there'll be fans devastated. I mean that that is a hard one to take today. I've no doubt about it. It's a very hard one, Daryl. But at the same time, too, I think that right under previous Spurs managers like Pochettino, AVB, Sherwood, etc., that dressing room would collapse. Mm. Just solely based on the management. Yeah. Well, Re- we'll see. We'll see Re- over Re- the next few games what they're, what they're made of. Done that, yeah. But at the same time, too, like how many, how many times have we sat as Spurs supporters after missing these big chances and big moments? And today, genuinely felt like I said on Twitter myself that today, genuinely felt like the biggest game since the Champions League final as a Spurs supporter. Oh yeah, definitely. And the build up as well, like going into the match, I actually felt quite optimistic that we could have nicked. I felt, victory, yeah. I felt optimistic we could have nicked victory right up until the 89th minute mm-hmm. when they scored the winner. I thought we played pretty well. I mean, I've spoke to a few Liverpool fans after the game and they're giving me stick, of course, as you'd expect. Uh, they're saying they deserved to win. They had all the possession, all the chances. But I thought, personally, maybe I'm being biased, I thought you know, we had enough chances there to probably argue that we deserved to win on the basis that we went the on-field. We minimised... Them, I mean, they did have a lot of yeah. chances, they did have a lot of shots, but in the first half, 
mainly it was straight up Larice. He was very untroubled. I can't really think of a big That's save Larice made. Say, yeah. You know, I mean, watching the game. Don't get me wrong. Liverpool did plays off the park that first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. But in saying that too, they didn't really have any clear cut chances that I can think of. Just we a, had the best clear cut chances. Yeah. You think of Son, you think of Bergvine, you think of Kane's header. Yeah. Oh, Kane's header as well. Yes, I forgot about that. That was a big chance. I mean, two chances in the space of three minutes. We mm. scored them. We're two one up. It's a different mm. game. But the thing that's that's becoming quite. Uh, hopefully, this doesn't creep into our games quite a lot. But I feel that the last 10, five, 10 to five minutes of a match. Mm-hmm. You look at West Ham and you look today. For some reason, we just can't see it out. And Palace as well. We can see it in the 81st right. minute. 81st minute equaliser for Palace. We didn't actually record of, of the Palace game because, you know, both of us are just home from uni. But, I mean, you watched a lot more of the Palace game than what I did. Yeah. Was it a case of almost being the same at the Palace game, battle too? I thought, performance you know, I thought, I thought today we actually played better than we did against Palace. I thought we did look threatening when we did have the chance to go forward. I thought a few players had a brilliant game defensively, which we'll touch on in a bit. But... Uh, at the minute you can talk about the performance we should have got more we should have done this but overall the feeling Listen, it's uh, just it, it's just that sickening feeling that you just have when Spurs lose in a game where it's tight and it just doesn't go our way and it just hurts even more yeah. that it's against Liverpool because of the, the that's pass. what I'm saying though Dar, like how, many, how many times have we sat here as Spurs supporters over the years and been like do you know what it wasn't a bad performance it hasn't felt for mm-hmm. us today we'll go again yeah. We've tried it under attacking football and now under Mourinho it was defensive football. Do we write this off as a one-off and go again? Or what I hope it doesn't become a blob in our season the same way West Ham. I mean, West Ham game to be fair was a kick up the arse that we needed yeah. defensive-wise because we're actually quite solid. Yeah. So we were, and I just hope this Liverpool game is the kick up the bum yeah. to, to get a string of results together again. I think Leicester and I on... Uh I think Leicester now on Sunday is absolutely massive. So do I think we really, really need to win that game because Liverpool are playing. Who are they playing? Let me have a look at their fixtures. Do you know what though, Darrell? See with the, the so it's going to be a, they're they're away to Crystal Palace, so that's going to be no no easy game for them either. It's going to be a long season, but I just think we need to keep the gap. It's three points at the minute. We need to make sure that doesn't extend yeah. because you know Liverpool don't lose many games. Yeah, well, what I was going to say there, Daryl, was like, I mean, with, with the fixtures that we did have, we did have some big games plus the Europa League. Yeah. If you did turn around and you were like, right, we're only going to lose one and draw one mm-hmm. out of the fixtures that we'll have, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. As I said, you know, we're basically mid-December, we've lost two games in the Premier League. Fair enough. There's a lot to be negative about today, but on the whole, there's a lot more to be positive. Yeah, when you're looking at the bigger picture, definitely. That's a good point to make. Um, I mean, if you look at the fixture list, when we had City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Big, big games. And Palace as well. You know, that's no easy easy place to go. And we're three points off top spot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, overall, we're doing good. It's been a good season so far. But it's just, I can't really slate any performances today. Mm -hmm. It's just a case of ifs or maybes because of the missed chances we had and it's just that sickening feeling like I said that we've, we haven't came away with at least a point yeah, which well, I thought we deserved at least a point to be yeah. fair and it was very tight especially after Liverpool dropping points to Fulham and then you know Vemmins kind of dropping points to Fulham was kind of a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. with regards to us dropping points at Palace because that gap could have been even further yeah, no. well it's going to be a long season like I said yeah. and I think there's going to be many more twists and turns but 
with I them just... with them not not full strength at the minute. Mm-hmm. I thought we needed at least a point today, and I think going forward we need to keep the gap as close as possible. Well, I just don't think we can afford any more defeats. No. As you mentioned previously, the last podcast that we recorded too, you either need to beat Liverpool at home mm-hmm. or we need to beat them away. Yeah. Obviously today it didn't fall for us, but hopefully at home we might have that wee bit of an extra spring in our step. Yeah. It's not too far away. I think I was looking at the fixtures today. I think it's the 28th of January. Mm. So it's and about six weeks, five weeks the players yeah. have to prepare for it. And to be fair, I think our fans kind of give them a boost as well today. Mm-hmm. If we get the fans back at White Hart Lane... And we're still close enough to that um, that top spot. I think it'll be definitely a major boost for us. The point as well I was going to make there, Daryl, was you know we've lost two games. I was going through the stats, and the last time Mourinho won the league, fourteen fifteen under Chelsea, mm-hmm. they drew eleven games. I'm pretty sure, and they lost four. We've drew four yeah. games, and lost two. As they, long as we keep picking up points, though, I mean, the negative result today is a touch the palm, but. I, there's a lot more to be positive as a Tottenham fan than what yeah. there is to be negative about, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the, the thing with the league title race as well, <coughs> touching on your point there about the, the 14-15 season, uh, I just think this Liverpool team, they're a winning machine. They're not going to lose many games, they're not going to draw many games. We need to be winning as much games as possible. I mean, at the end, like you said, bigger picture, we're three points off top and it's mid-December. You wouldn't have thought, like I said before, pundits. Didn't even have us in the top four yeah. for the end of the season. So to be in this position here, it's not too bad. But I think now, let this digest. Stay off social media for a bit <laughs> and move on to the, the Leicester game. But I'd, I'd like to move on then, maybe look at a few individual player performances. Who did yeah, who, stood out for you today? Um, I was going to touch upon <laughs> that actually, the, the lineups today. Was there anything in that lineup that surprised you? Personally, I was surprised to see Ben Davis ahead of. Sergio Reguilon. Yeah. But I also said you before the match, I thought that Ben Davis would have dropped into that position to play a left centre back. Mm-hmm. And then Oyer bombed forward. To be fair, Sergio Oyer didn't have a bad game today, but I felt most of our wing play was coming through Ben Davis. Yeah. And he wasn't the player to play in that yeah. position today. There were so many times I says, if only that was Reguilon out in that left there making yeah. the run. But no, I thought Sergio Oyer had a really good game today. I thought he was probably. I'd probably say it was man of the match for us, to be fair. I thought that was probably one of the best games he saw in his first shirt, yeah. Because previously against Liverpool, he gave away a penalty against Mane, and I thought today had, bar one occasion where Mane got the shot off and hit the bar, I thought Aurier had him in his pocket, to be fair. I thought he had a really good game. Yeah. I mean, Serge Aurier has definitely been one of those players who's benefited under Mourinho's tutelage. Mm-hmm. But another noticeable, um, or sorry, notable inclusion in the starting lineup today was Giovanni Lasalso. Mm-hmm. I think we're, both of us were surprised that London Valley didn't get any minutes at all. Yeah. Do you think it was the right call to play Lasalso? I feel that it was the right call because just before his substitution, he was the most creative player that we had on the field. Yeah, he was good. I thought he was good today. I think he's been good in recent games. He was good mm-hmm. in the Europa League, and of course, he came on and made the impact against City. Um, yeah, I thought Lascelles was good today. I thought he done well. Good assist for the goal. Uh, I don't know what was going on with Amazon Prime's uh, <laughs> camera angles. Next minute, it's a goal kick. Next minute, someone's one on one. I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was like a highlight. I, I didn't know what was going on. I, me and you stood up. He's free and he's lots at home. Yeah. But Lascelles very good today, and Sonny looked very dangerous as well. He's a very very good finisher. Do you know? Um, also notable the to see Stephen Bergvine starting that front three again. Oh. 
I think just that uh just describes Birdman. If there was cam- if there was cameras right now in this podcast, you would you would be laughing at my <laughs> facial reactions now when he's just mentioned Birdman. Oh, what can I say? Like you've got. Do you know what? You know, I can understand why Mourinho includes him in this side because do you remember I mentioned to you at times too when we were breaking and Birdman was hitting in that spot mm-hmm. and the players were changing and the setup was perfect. So I can understand why Birdman was playing. Yeah. But at the same time too, though, how many times have we come on this podcast and like, when's when's Bill gonna play? Fair enough, he couldn't play today because of illness. Yeah. Could you imagine Bill with that chance? No, 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 no. I just wish even it was, Lucas. It was one of them ones. Even Lucas. It just needed to fall the the Sun or Kane to be honest with you. I think Bergvine should still score. I think it's a great chance for him. And um, Mourinho, uh, will definitely be. He'll he'll feel this one's a game that's got away. I bet you he'll yeah, he'll be thinking we should have won this 100%. today. And I can't, I can't blame him to be fair. But Stephen Bergvin, you know, I mean, he's gonna to have to pick himself up and mm. go again. But missed chances, missed opportunities. It's just tactical wise, though, I can't fault Jose Mourinho today. No, Can you? no, no. I thought he got this tactic spot on. I mean, like Liverpool aren't an easy side to play against. They're, you know, going the Anfield, mm-hmm. they're gonna have a lot of the ball. So this, yeah, this is what Liverpool fans need to understand. Not every team in the league's blessed with. Alexis like Salah, Mane, all these creative type players it's that just have been drilled, players, yeah. and they've been drilled into this system for the past four, four, or, five four or five years under Klopp. You know what I mean? So yeah, no one's gonna go to Anfield. Fair enough, the odd team might go there and actually might get a, the result, like we've seen in the Champions League. But not not any many teams in the Premier League are yeah. gonna go play open football. If you're playing Liverpool's game the same as them, it's you're gonna get beat. Mm. You're not even gonna have a chance. So I thought Mourinho's tactics today were quite spot on. Set up defensively and and hit them on the break. But we've seen them tactics now against Chelsea, Arsenal City and Liverpool. We've got It's been quite effective. Two wins, one draw and a defeat. You know what I mean? So you can't you can't And that's get a key as well before much. recording too. Like I think a lot of our play's been kinda of get the early goal set back mm-hmm. and then imagine to you about the Chelsea game. Fair enough for the draw that game. But Bergvine, he missed another sitter against Chelsea. Yeah. And then the Salsa missed a sitter. Could have been very easy, another 2-0 result to Spurs. Yeah. But the thing that's been consistent for me is Bergvine missing these key chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we signed them last season... Do you think Mourinho's going to get a bit fed up with him or keep him in a system because of his tactic awareness? I think he'll, I think he'll stay in the system, you know. I think he's... Has he nailed down that spot for you? I don't think he's nailed it down. We're still... Everyone's patiently waiting on Gareth Bale to make his arrival back. But I think Bergvine, he's definitely ahead of Lucas in the packing order at the moment. Mm. So I think he just needs a goal, maybe, to get his confidence up a bit. What did you think of Harry Kane's performance today, Doyle? I thought he was quite wasteful at times. Yeah. There was chances there to be had where if he was half a yard quicker mm-hmm. or a bit sharper, it's a goal spurs. Yeah. Or it's a chance spurs. I can understand with Harry Kane in these big games, you know, he's not going to be getting... The chances, say, Mane and Salah had. You know, he's not going to be getting on the ball loads, getting loads of chances. He's going to be limited to when he's actually on the ball. But I thought he he done all right, but is, he, he, was he was very wasteful. Poor today, he, to I, thought, I thought he was very wasteful. He had a few chances. Uh, the one where he slipped over and he hit it wide was quite annoying. And, I don't know, it just, I thought he was one of the quieter performers today. Definitely Son had, Son had the better game out of the two. Yeah. I actually I noticed during the game too, Son was dropping a lot more deeper than what Harry Kane, you know, he was playing that position that Harry Kane kind of usually does for us, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite surprising. But um, did you, what did you think of whenever we went 4-4-2, whenever 
Lucas and Bergwijn were both on, and then Son and Kane up top with Hoiberg and Sissoko in midfield. Well, I thought Lucas was a kind of a logical player to come on because he was our only attacking option really mm-hmm. on the bench. Another notable um, exclusion today was Vinicius. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have offered something different, you know? Do you think so? Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of... I mean, our game plan is kick the ball up the pitch. Yeah. It's defend and get it up. And I don't think Kane won many headers today against Fabinho. Yeah. So I thought maybe Vinicius maybe would have been a bit of a, an extra physical presence. Why was Vinicius missing actually from the starting lineup today? Just think it's picked up a knock or else he just wasn't in the squad. I'm not too sure, to be honest. I didn't see anything reported on it on Twitter. And then, um, of course, obviously, Lucas came on. Lucas, for me, I mean... He's frustrating. Fair enough, right? He's a small guy. He can win headers for his height. is mm-hmm. quite impressive. But I don't know, Darrell, today just... Do you know who I think we really missed? And especially the kind of a game like that. There are just the ground-out results and get tactical fouls. Was Eric Lamella. Yeah. I know a lot of Spurs fans. He frustrates a lot of supporters out there. But do you know what? Credit where it's due. The guy is tactically astute. Mm-hmm. and he's definitely a favourite of Jose Mourinho yeah. I think maybe if Lamella was fit he would have been a, a player to come on from Mourinho it would have impacted the game a lot more positive yeah. positively for, for I think it'll be good whenever he's back it's a, it's an extra option to have isn't it it is yeah and Bale as well hopefully whenever he comes back into the squad but I think it was it was good to see Dele Alli get some more extra minutes today he came on against Palace and he came on again today for five minutes but well, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter obviously I, I missed the Crystal Palace game because it was working but I've seen a lot of people on Twitter actually praising Dele Alli's cameo that he had today mm-hmm. I mean obviously the Liverpool game it's not really a game kind of to judge a cameo really is it no he had one decent chance where he won as the he won as a free kick yeah and Eric Dyer wastefully hits it I remember before, just before he hit it, you were actually calling for him to shoot, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I was calling for him just to play through to the box and for some defender came to get their head on. I thought he was within his right to have a shot. It was a good position and he had a good effort against Paulus. But he's another player that's... Uh, he F thought he had a good game today, to be fair. Him and Aldevar. I thought, uh, to be fair, I actually thought the whole defence had a good game, including Ben Davis mm-hmm. in that as well. I thought Ben Davis... Was uh, he done pretty well to be fair? He kept Salah relatively quiet, apart from the goal. Especially, I mean, you consider Liverpool's attacking threat too. Like, far enough, Liverpool have had a lot of injuries, which we've touched upon. They're they're back, they're back to partnership. But the front three partnership, I mean, they they've they're the they're the key. Like they kill off a lot of teams. I know. And I thought we did keep them quite quiet. They did have a good few half chances, but nothing anything major. I think the two chances, the clear cut ones, they went in. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of quiet. Wasn't, it wasn't actually quite unfortunate too the first goal the deflected loop in mm-hmm. oh. listen on another day Darrell as you said previously on the podcast we need to beat Liverpool their home or away obviously today I didn't fall for us we played them again you said 20th of January mm-hmm. literally not that far away Jose will have the lads fired up for the for the rematch basically at White Hart Lane maybe a few more signings in as well maybe a few more outgoings yeah exactly speaking of outgoings today I noticed um, Fabrizio Romano tweeted that Dali Ali could possibly be an outgoing from Spurs if Dali Ali goes who would you like us to see bring in I mean do I, you think we're, we're stacked in that attacking department or do you think we need someone who fits the mould of Jose Mourinho mm. obviously I think a lot of a lot of our supporters and a lot of people in the media will definitely be thinking that we need that pacey centre-back which would be mm-hmm. Schooner from at the Milan who we've been quite heavily linked with for the past six, seven months mm-hmm. I mentioned to you as well but just watching the game Suzuko 
Suzuki is a mixed bag for me. Yes, he works hard. Yes, he plays well sometimes, but he gives the way stupid things, stupid passes, stupid shots. I think we need a bit more of a clinical centre midfielder. Yeah, yeah. A, more, a, more, a more complete centre mid. Someone in the mould of a Tony Cruz, etc. But you know who I would actually go in for? Mm. James Ward Price of Southampton. Yeah, I was actually going to say we've been linked with him recently. He's, he's having a good uh, reign of form, so he is. Um, I think he's actually one of Southampton's top goal scorers. <laughs> he has. He's been playing fantastic. <clears throat> and you know, Southampton as well, they're on 24 points, just a mm-hmm. point behind us in, um, in third place position. I mean, if, if we are where we are, coming up out of the January transfer window, I definitely think Daniel Levy has to recognise that this could possibly one of the be one of the best chances to win mm-hmm. a Premier League title. Definitely. And I mean, well, the, the rest of the top six, in my opinion, are garbage. Arsenal are garbage to watch. They're not even, they're not even top six. They're lucky to be top six uh, teams. So if any Arsenal fans out there are trying to bother us, like, have a look at the, the league table. I know. You have a look as well at Leicester. Leicester, Leicester have lost their last two games on the bounce I'm pretty sure haven't they I think they might have picked up three points against Brighton wasn't it the beat 3-0 there last week mm-hmm. and then you've got Chelsea and Chelsea have been found out they got beat by Wolves yeah, they haven't beat a team inside the top 12 this season I don't think City got beat yesterday <coughs> City drew yesterday with West Brom yeah I mean it does feel like it's going to be between us and Liverpool for this league title mm-hmm. we just need to keep the pace like it says make sure the gap doesn't get opened up uh, it's going to be a long season mm-hmm. But well, definitely think these last two fixtures that we'll have will be the, the kick in the arse that, yeah. that we need to kind of push on. Hopefully, I mean, I said it after the West Ham game. It didn't happen for a wee while. Blips do happen in a season, Daryl. Yeah. No squad's perfect. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Blips do happen. And I think we actually, we've had a good season so far and hopefully it continues on. I mean, losing the Liverpool at Anfield, it's basically, it's, it's, it's not every, every team, basically. It happens to every team, basically. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to be a shame, though. And I mean, as I, as I said to you there, Spurs are shagging in the league, mid December. You'd have asked any Spurs fan would be in London or like. I know. But the goal on the ambition this, this year was, alright, get back in the Champions League, hit top four, and then hopefully go for a trophy, which would have been either the Europa League, which is our best chance, mm-hmm. or maybe the FA Cup. But now we're in the league title race, it I know, would yeah. be hard to... Like, you want to win the league now. You do, you we do. Want the, we want the league title. And do you know what, though, right? You mentioned Spursy in this podcast. Even before we recorded, too, you, you also said about how you felt disappointed. Mm-hmm. The fact that we were kind of in a... We're, do you know what, Daryl? Do you know what, fuck it? We're still in the title race. We're out, of course. We're still, we're still, in, still in the title we're race. We're still in the title race. Us and Liverpool are the title race at the moment. Um, but I just think it'll be a big test of the players' mentalities. Mm-hmm. how they bounce back from this game against Liverpool so I think <clears throat> all eyes go on the, the Leicester game now we've a lot of stronger characters though in that dressing room previously than what we would have had mm-hmm. if we would have gotten beat I mean you look at the Pasatino's team I had no real like kind of like boring winners in that dressing room to pick ourselves back up Yeah, always had maybe players so you look at that dressing room now you have Regalon who won the Europa League last year with Sevilla you have Joe Hart Premier League where he's been in there like mm-hmm. title races you know how tight that was between Liverpool and City I know uh, um, about 6 or 7 years ago City came out on top so Joe Hart's unfamiliar from that position he's there to pick the dressing room right up you've got Koyberg as well Bale you've got big players in that dressing room now who can affect the mentality and change it mm-hmm. so it's not as if that. I don't feel that we're, we can we can't get any worse mentality ways than we have been exactly exactly Looking ahead to the fixtures anyway, Darrell, next up is Leicester. I think that's right before Christmas on the 23rd, maybe? 
We've got Leicester on Sunday here on the twentieth, and then we've 20th. got Stoke in the, the quarterfinal. So that, I mean, that, that at least that's something to look forward to anyway. Exactly. I mean, do you know what? Dan? We're a quarterfinal of a, of a of a league cup. If we can win that, there, I mean, that's something. Mm-hmm. I mean, still trophy for us. I'll hopefully do the players a word of confidence, one mm-hmm. under the belt, and then try and go for either the Premier League or the Europa League. Yeah. As I said, it, it does feel a wee bit underwhelming because we went into this game full of optimism and hope that we would have got a result against Liverpool. Yeah, and, and we, we would have settled for a draw, of course, and yeah. we've lost. We haven't took any points, which is the frustrating thing. Probably on a game where we had chances to get all three, mm-hmm. but I think the players just need to put it behind them now. The fans need to put it behind them now. Stay off Twitter, folks. <laughs> don't go on Twitter. You'll see nothing. Don't go on bad. Twitter until we'll post a link for the podcast. <laughs> and then go straight off. Straight <laughs> on the Apple podcast. Listen to this. Have a good cry. And then move on. Yeah. Well, Dar, hopefully we'll get recording anyway for um, the Leicester games on Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get recording maybe on, on Sunday or Monday and then just before the, the League Cup quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Hopefully be a bit more upbeat. Yeah. Listen, listen guys, anyway, as me and Dar touched upon there, it's, it's not the end of the world. We're in a title race, I still feel. Mm-hmm. With, with, people, with people in that dressing room, they can pick us up and have been there before. Keep the faith and up the Spurs. Keep the faith and up the Spurs. You can follow us on Twitter at Titanic Spurs. You can also follow the page on Instagram at Titanic Tottenham. So until next time, guys, keep the faith and up the Spurs.